This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, December 20th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Trump set to sign Farm Bill. USDA sets big changes for food stamps. Dems aim to block USDA moves and disaster aid stalls. Farm Bill signing tees up a snap fight. Today's the day. President Trump is set to sign the new Farm Bill into law this afternoon at the White House. Leaders of the House and Senate Agriculture Committees and farm groups are expected to be in attendance. The Trump administration is teeing up the Farm Bill signing by taking care of a major share of unfinished business for the president, announcing a proposed rule that will make it dramatically harder for states to get waivers from the existing food stamp work requirements for able-bodied adults without dependents. One provision of the rule alone would reduce the areas that now qualify for waivers by 75 percent, that according to USDA officials. The changes would save an estimated $15 billion over 10 years in the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, which currently costs about $70 billion annually. Keep in mind, the rule is likely to face legal challenges. Anti-hunger groups are outraged as well as the top Democrat of the Senate Agriculture Committee, Debbie Stabenow of Michigan. The proposal blatantly ignores the bipartisan farm bill the president is signing today and disregards over 20 years of history, giving states flexibility to request waivers based on local job conditions, Stabenow said. While there were no new work requirements in the bill, House Republicans will argue that they were successful in stopping Stabenow from adding language to the bill to stop USDA from changing the waiver process. Lawmakers punting spending dispute to new Congress. It appears the biodiesel industry and farmers in the southeast hammered by this year's hurricanes will both be left hanging by the failure of Congress and the White House to agree on a spending bill this week for USDA and other departments that don't have their fiscal 19 funding levels yet. Both issues were left out of a stopgap spending bill that the Senate passed last night to keep the government funded until February 8. The House is expected to pass the measure today. Georgia lawmakers pressed hard to include an expansion of the disaster assistance package that Congress passed earlier this year for 2017 hurricane losses. The changes would include authorizing supplemental assistance for cotton growers whose yields this fall would have been much higher than their insured yields. Another change would make it easier for pecan producers to qualify for tree assistance. But Senate aides have raised concerns about the accuracy of the damage estimates. That, according to Georgia Representative Sanford Bishop, the top Democrat on the House Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee. The biodiesel industry was hoping Congress would pass a multi-year extension and phase-out of the expired $1-a-gallon tax credit that subsidizes the biodiesel industry. Senator Chuck Grassley, who becomes chairman of the Senate Finance Committee in January, has promised to make the biodiesel credit a priority next year, but he will have to work with a new Democratic chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee, Massachusetts Representative Richard Neal. House Democrats look to stop USDA relocations. A bill being introduced to the House today would block Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue from going forward with his plan to move the Economic Research Service and National Institute of Food and Agriculture out of the nation's capital. 
The bill's co-sponsors will include Sanford Bishop, who will take over next month as chairman of the Ag Appropriations Subcommittee, which writes USDA's annual spending allocations. Bishop says the new bill, which would also prevent Purdue from putting ERS under the office of chief economist, is designed to send a message about opposition to the plan. But Bishop acknowledged in an interview with AgriPulse that he's likely to need Senate Republican support to stop Purdue from going forward with the relocations if the secretary tries to pay for the moves by reprogramming existing funds. Bishop thinks that hearings in the next Congress could build opposition to Purdue's plan. He said there's widespread concern across the United States, across the agencies and all of the stakeholders who use these agencies. Bottom line, Bishop and his allies ultimately may not be able to stop the relocations, but Purdue probably has some work to do on Capitol Hill next year if he wants to go forward with the moves. Japan set to drop beef tariffs for others. A little less than two weeks from now, Japan will be lowering its tariffs on fellow members of the Pacific Rim Trade Pact, now called the Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership, or CPTPP. The immediate tariff cut from 38.5% down to 27.5% will primarily benefit Canada because Australia has already seen tariffs on beef cut from an earlier bilateral pact with Japan, that according to a new USDA analysis. But as time goes by, Australia will benefit too, as Japan's tariffs eventually fall to 9%. On December 31st, the day after Japan's beef tariffs dropped for CPTPP members, Japanese importers will still be paying a 38.5% tariff on most U.S. beef because the Trump administration pulled out of the pact about two years ago. Exxon waiver beyond the pale. The ethanol industry is expressing outrage, but not surprise, at reports that ExxonMobil got a waiver from the Renewable Fuel Standard for a Montana refinery in 2017. RFA President Jeff Cooper told AgriPulse, when a company like ExxonMobil is being given a bailout from its Clean Air Act obligations, it's beyond the pale. The oil industry notes that it's legal for EPA to provide the waivers for small refineries, regardless of how big their parent company is. Biofuel credit prices were at their highest, said Frank Mosnio of the lobbying firm Bracewell. It caused significant hardship for all refiners, he said. Here's today's He Said It. Getting this right is an economic and moral imperative, and it would go a long way toward taking some of the venom out of our discourse. That House Speaker Paul Ryan on the need for immigration reform speaking at his farewell speech yesterday. Well, that is Daybreak for this Thursday, December 20th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.